0: How's it going, everybody? I'm Luke, and uh, once more, Joe is here with me as well for another edition of the Charging Buffalo podcast, the 21st episode of season number four. And who knows when season five is going to start, honestly, because we usually time it up with the uh, start of the regular season, and there's no set date for that, so... Um,
1: yeah, it'll maybe, probably be sometime in January, you would think.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, I hope it's in December. Uh... But, alas, this is where we're at right now. And um, we're going to be in Season 4 for quite a while. But um, Oh, yeah. That's season okay 4 may never end. Who knows? It may never end. <laughs> um, there is hockey on until the beginning of October, which is brilliant. Because you think now it's only August. That's going to take a really long time. Um, and at the moment, as we speak, there's hockey on every hour of every day. So, um,
1: it's beautiful. That's brilliant. Absolutely beautiful. Hockey's back. I like, I didn't fully appreciate my appreciation for hockey until now, if that makes exactly. any sense.
0: Yeah. I had like, been saying, hockey's uh, on
1: all day. It's wonderful.
0: I had been saying like, I would just like, when we were in the dog days of the lockdown, I'd just be like, I would kill just to see like a, 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 a fight for the puck in the corner with El on and like, Gosh, <laughs> Levo, I like. I would just do anything to see any kind of oh, hockey action. I would.
1: Off. I would kill to go go down to a rink and watch a pee wee team play. At that mm-hmm. point, come on! I just wanted to see some hockey. But yeah. It's back. It's it's gr- It's good hockey too. It, like it is. Part the of me was is. wondering if it was going to be like really rusty or anything like that, but players are playing well. I w- I'm kind of pleasantly surprised. It's good yeah. stuff.
0: No, um, I mean when Cam Talbot is playing like dominic hatchet you know they're on um oh yeah yeah so uh
1: one thing i've noticed lots of fights so far oh my god yeah lots of fights and lots of penalties which, It's
0: playoff uh, hockey like this yeah. field, you know it's it's hot and heavy hockey baby that's what i'm gonna say
1: uh you you've been able to watch most if not all of these games i've been able I to have no life. watch some of them also uh <laughs> Probably bits and pieces of a lot, too. But Mm. the Hurricanes-Rangers series, I got to watch a little bit of that first game. I didn't get to watch the game two yesterday. Mm. Man, the Hurricanes are good. They are really good. Svechnikov is just like a complete animal. And, And man.
0: (laughs) There's going to be a discussion forming quite soon of whether uh, he should have been the first pick in that draft. I saw the first tweet about it yesterday. Yeah. And well, who knows? Um, I mean, why not argue it? You know,
1: I think it's an argument. I, I really think it is. That man is a beast.
0: And we're not saying Dalene's a bust, okay? We're oh yeah, saying,
1: absolutely not. And I think good. at this point, there's also a, a legitimate discussion about if Quinn Hughes should have been—he should have been picked higher. But I don't know. Uh, lots of Canucks yeah. fans. I, I look at uh, redrafts all the time on Cap Friendly. And, like, there there's some that have Quinn, he was number one over to Svechnikov over now and It's a legitimate conversation because, you know, Darlene did take somewhat of a step back last year. And I think uh, Ralph Kruger has something to do with that, especially because they're trying to turn him into some kind of shutdown defenseman at some points last year. Just let the guy play his game because his rookie season, he was fantastic. Yeah, uh, he did still put up the points last year. Did he have 40 points? Something close. Oh, to Oh, I'm that. sure he
0: did. I'm sure yeah. He did. So I thought he actually grew in points. I don't know if I can click off of this. I'm scared. I'm scared to stop recording. But, um, uh, I'm pretty sure he was still on a, a good pace. Yeah, like as long as he
1: improved improve his defensive game a little bit. Like no one's asking him to be Nick Jalmerson out there or some um, shut down defenseman. Just yeah. let him play his game. Mm-hmm. Uh, let his defensive partner worry about the defense, you know?
0: And let's be honest, I think uh, a big part of this is that he's on the Sabres. Yeah,
1: yeah. and also, he's not getting the number one minutes no. because Rasmus was still line, for some reason, he's still here, and uh, <laughs> he's still getting 30, 25 to 30 minutes a night. Yeah, Darlene had 40 points in 59 okay. games, which, that's really good.
0: It is. That's what really did he do good. last year?
1: Uh forty-four and he played all eighty-two games. Okay. So, yes, okay, bad. so that's massive. Yeah.
0: You gotta figure he was on track for fifty, mm-hmm. fifty-five points.
1: Yeah. And also, like, with the emergence of Cal McCarr and Quinn Hughes, he definitely being overshadowed a little bit mm-hmm. by that hype. Two guys on teams that are in the playoffs, too. So you gotta think if the Sabres do take a step forward next year, Raster Stalin will be a very large part of that, as long as Ralph Kruger right. doesn't say, you know what, Jake McCabe on the first pair, again.
0: God, yeah,
1: lunch pail kind of work guy, mm-hmm. Jake McCabe. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the other series besides the Carolina Rangers? The Rangers look like garbage. They look overmatched. Well, uh, I have
0: one thought, actually, on Carolina, if, uh, if I may. Um, you think of all the talent that Carolina has right now, and granted, like they're not even at their peaks yet. Um, Andrei Svechnikov, you know Sebastian Aho, Turvinen, uh, yeah, Toivo Turvinen, uh, Dougie Hamilton, who Dougie Hamilton, Martin Netchas um,
1: Martin Netchas has been so good too. Yes. Oh man, the, um, he was a guy I really liked in that 2017 draft. He was one of the players I was kind of hoping the Sabers would pick at eight. It was like Owen Tippett, Middlestat, and Netchas. Those were the three guys for me. Uh. Velarde, Velarde would have been good too. I wasn't really that big on him at the draft, but he's turned into a nice player of the Kings. But man, like we're gonna Casey. go in, we're gonna go into some draft revisionist history later on. Yes, but Martin Netches instead of Casey Middlestad I think things would be a lot different right now.
0: Um, and then think about the veterans they have too, like uh, Nino uh, Nino Niederreiter. Um, who Um, else, uh, sorry, I'm drawing a blank now cause, um. But like the veteran, I, I was Williams. gonna say Dustin Williams, Williams, of course, they signed him in January. Mm-hmm. Um and then there's like the guys that they just found, like like uh, Warren Fogel. They traded for uh Morgan Geeky, I think it's a deadline. He was in the No uh, he you know,
1: he was a twenty seventeen draft pick. Oh, he was a draft pick of theirs? Yeah, he was a draft pick, yeah. I
0: must have been remembering speculation then that he was going somewhere around then putting the aula yeah. trade, I think. But but my, uh
1: they they yeah, they traded tr- for Trochuk. Yeah, Vinny Trocek is there. Uh, they traded for Sammy Vatanen from the Devils. Also, but uh, it's good that they Brady graduated. Shea, too. Yeah, Brady yeah.
0: Shea. Their defense is just it's unparalleled. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, And Peter Mrazic's playing out of his mind. But my point is that like they're only the sixth seed, and they have yeah. an impressive roster like that. Think of what the Sabres have to do to get to that point. And then they might not even be a six seed. Granted, we do have Jack Eichel, uh, so that gives us an advantage. But think of uh, – like, we, we need a Sebastian Ajo. Uh, you know, That's Jack, Eichel, Jack yeah. Eichel probably is the Sebastian Ajo, but we need a Svechnikov. Um, we need a Neckash. I mean, Dylan Cousins could probably fill one of those roles. But, like, how long is it going to take us to get there? And you can't just do it by, you know, signing free agents.
1: Well, you look – it – It goes back to being able to make good trades, being able to draft outside of the top three picks. Right. Like, they got Tavo Teravainen from the Blackhawks for taking on a cap dump in Brian Bickle, and it cost a second and a third round pick, I think. Something like that. Come on. And also, we'll probably talk about Tavo Teravainen later when we go back and look at the drafts. They passed on Tavo Teravainen twice, I think. Yeah, they passed on him twice in that 2012 first round. That would have been a good pick. Uh, you look at Sebastian Aho; he was a high second round pick. Mm-hmm. Like, that's another thing. You keep looking at all these Buffalo Sabres high second round picks, it's all a constant. Mm-hmm. JT Comfer, who is a really good player, who I would take back on this team any day of the week, but he's oh, yeah. a great. third or fourth line player. Rasmus Asplund, uh, Marcus Davidson, uh, Ryan Johnston, Matias Samuelson, these guys are all the same player. They keep picking these guys who don't have a whole lot of offensive creativity to their game, and uh, you're seeing it now. Well, Justin, you, know like, you look at Justin Bailey, I'm surprised that didn't work out because Justin Bailey is the kind of second round pick that I would take every single year, year in and year out. That's like a risk. Someone who has speed, someone who could become a good player, and not you're just like you walk out of the draft and you're like, oh, you know, he, he might be a third or fourth line player. Uh, he's probably a third pair defenseman. That's it. Like, sorry, that was no my one's going
0: for the Spashinaho. That was my insider scoop hotline ringing. I'm sorry, I muted it. Uh, <laughs> it was Bob McKenzie on the phone. But uh, since I saw your tweets, okay, about like. Uh, I think you tweet about um, Nick Robertson, and that Sabres. Everybody's been tweeting about it, but I saw your tweet, and ever since then, I've been so pissed off watching him play and just thinking, uh, we got Matias Samuelson ahead of him, right? Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Same and, thing. <laughs> and
1: this is not. I, this isn't me being some revisionist. I, in my final mock draft last year, I had the Sabers picking uh, Robertson with that first round pick. So. I was woke, and just look at
0: him. He's a speedy forward. Like that—that's that, what we need. Yes. <laughs> we went the again. <laughs> um, but no, it just makes you feel bitter. And he had that chance on the first shot of the game. I don't know if he saw good. that. He's, like, he's, he's not, good. He's he's good. Not looking out of place either.
1: Oh, but the thing. Like I think I think when we had Curtis on, uh, like two months ago, we were mm-hmm. talking about this. Robertson was like a week ish away from being eligible for this year's draft. So, like, where does he go if he's in this draft? He's going in the top ten, probably. Easily, he's going in the top ten. And the, the Leafs got him in the second round. Yeah. Like, I like the Leafs, They dra- the year before, they drafted uh, Semyon Duragachinsev, some crazy oh, yes. name, uh, also plays for Peterborough, uh, one of the younger players in the draft. I think that's a good strategy. Go for the younger player. They basically have another year of development for themselves. And that's great. Obviously, they're going to be one of the, yeah. Like, I think it's a good strategy, and the Leafs have been exploiting that the past two years with their second round picks.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's a, I I like it. Nick Robertson, they got a good player there, and also they have Rasmus Sandin, two of my favorite yes. guys in the past couple of drafts.
0: Sandin and Nick Robertson. All right, sorry, I'm just bringing up. I'm trying to bring up a list of uh, the series that are going on. It's jagged my memory, but. Uh, before I get into the other series, if you indulge me in doing that, uh, I'd just like to remind everybody that this show is brought to you by Just Fish and Hockey. And if you use the code TCB, you'll get 10% off your order. How great is that? That's wonderful. Exactly. Um, and they're, they're doing uh, – those guys are doing phenomenal uh, breakdowns. Yeah, the breakdowns of the – of what they're day. all wearing. Uh, I yeah. love it. I love it so much. Like, Austin Matthews will spend $350 on a bucket hat. It's beautiful.
1: <laughs> um, Man, those guys got money. Like, Alex Nylander. Mm-hmm. They broke him down a couple times. He's got like a $2,000 outfit on. Did you yeah. see
0: Patrick Liney's fit at the game yesterday? I did not. Oh, he was, him and Shifley were sitting up in one of the boxes incognito, like in the shadows with hoodies on. Patrick Line was wearing a Balenciaga hoodie, which probably cost like five thousand dollars. <laughs> um, and a hat with a camera on it and like the sensor logo, like no photos. And it was like, oh, that is oh, he's going hard. Like that, that's that's a baller fit right there. Um,
1: I like how they're just letting the hockey players wear whatever the heck they want now. Oh, I love
0: it. The I mean, NHL. Don't, don't let
1: them be robots. Just let them, let them be their, themselves. Come on.
0: The NHL has knocked this out of the park, quite frankly. with mm-hmm. uh, The hat trick throwers yesterday.
1: I, uh, I thought, like McDavid said, it was completely unnecessary. I thought it was kind
0: of crazy. He did? Conor. Oh. Yes. Connor. <laughs> oh. Come on. Don't, don't, don't prove that guy right. You have personality. Come on. Oh, yeah,
1: that's the reason why the Oilers are going to lose the series because yeah. uh, McDavid's oh, blandness and no personality
0: is going to rub oh, off on his teammates. God. If only Wayne Gretzky had a little more personality, the Oilers could have won eight cups instead of five. Yeah, right? Oh, man. He's, he um, gets called out
1: by Adrian Dater a oh, couple man. ago. Adrian uh, Dater no is an outgoing die on
0: the planet. <sighs> yeah. No. <Eden And>, no. <laughs>
1: Goes out there, scores a couple goals in the first five minutes, finishes it off with a hat trick, oilers tie the series. Good stuff. Yep, yep,
0: yep. Uh anyhow, I'm gonna go down the list of what uh the score is on the um, NHL app so um I'm meant to play hide and seek with these, but uh starting with the Flames and jets because that's first up the order. Uh I mean <laughs> this is gonna be a nasty series for however long it goes because of the mm-hmm. Shifley injury. Um how,
1: how have you seen the timeline for Shifley and Lionel's injury? No? Shifley is
0: not long term, but I mean, what's long term when you consider it's only a five game series and they're playing back to back? today? Miss,
1: you could easily miss the
0: whole series, right? Right, not long term can mean a month,
1: you know, in the grand scheme of things.
0: Yeah, um, he was in a walking boot yesterday he was spotted. yeah
1: that's not a that's not a good sign but it is yeah, a playoff yeah. so people play with broken bones bruises and right all the time so uh, i
0: did you see the did you see the the injury did you see the hit
1: yes i saw that live
0: do you think it was intentional
1: no i don't, I don't think know. so i don't yeah. like Matthew paul Kuchoff, Maurice is just being a baby
0: i know i think and someone one of the commentators i don't think it was one of the sports net guys um brought this up and it was a good point. Paul Maurice might've just been trying to fire up his teammate and, or fire yeah, up his that's, and say, you know, yeah. I have your back, you know, he, cause you know, it's the playoffs. It's every bit as mental as it is physical, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, when it's such a grind like that. Uh, I, I, I agree with that point. And Matthew Kachuk is a lot of things. Okay. Like he's a very physical player. He's a pest, but nobody in the league is out. To hurt someone like that, unless you're... yeah,
1: and also Kachuk and Shifley, I think I heard they like skate with each other in the summer too.
0: I'm sure they do, and like yeah. you know, I like that's just no one would do something that malicious, you know? Yeah, like nobody's used their skate as a weapon in God knows how, probably since the uh, 20s.
1: No, I'm sure they're like Raffi Torres or
0: okay, yeah, I'm sure Saber
1: Raffy Torres or john scott would do something like that who knows but like not matt Kachuk. come on like uh jeff ward i think yeah jeff ward is the coach of the mm -hmm. flames right now he said if that was johnny goudreau who did that no one would be talking about it it's just because it's matt Kachuk,
0: right and like you know i i I, uh yeah it it wasn't intentional um it was a freak accident Mm
1: Mm-hmm. uh Sucks for the Jets though. It's it two does very very big losses, and they beat yeah. team as well. So good for them. That's uh, the thing. They just need. I, to I like the Jets, out. but some something about these two teams just uh, is not speaking to me. Really, I don't know what it is.
0: They're not. Calgary the doesn't.
1: Calgary doesn't really excite me. I think. I think the Jets will come out on top in this series. I think they will, but if the Jets do happen to lose, what do you think? are the repercussions coming out of the series? Because the Jets were a disappointment last year too, were they not? Yes. First round? Was it first yes. round? Yeah, Yeah, so. they lost to the Blues. Does uh, Maurice get fired? If...
0: I don't think Maurice is gone. He just signed a three-year extension, I believe. Um, mm-hmm. I believe that's the term. I know he signed an extension. Uh, I honestly don't think... There's much movement with the forwards, but something's going to happen with the defense, obviously. Um, and They're going to have a long time. Revisit
1: that football. Ehlers for
0: Ristoline and trade. Come on. I know. Um, and maybe Ehlers is moved. He's not the best playoff performer. Um, and when they're, you know, they're a team that is going to be in contention for a playoff spot with that forward group every mm-hmm. year. Maybe you want to move out a guy who, um, you know, does perform. Well, what
1: forward. about if they win the lottery?
0: Well you know? then, yeah, one of those guys is going to have to get out of there. I think at least, well, they could probably keep them together for three years during the the, LC, yeah, the but, contract, um...
1: especially with the with the cap being flat. Having a player like Lafreniere on your team is going to be huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um. Also, like, I've been lately. I've been trying to think of like. How each series affects the Sabers. Like, okay, yeah. if the Flames lose, do they are they open to trading Sean Monahan or something like that? I don't think they will sh- trade Sean Monahan because their center depth is kind of kind of trash. So if they trade Sean Monahan, you would assume that they would want Dylan Cousins in return. Which, mm. you know, what if it costs Dylan Cousins, they got a legitimate top six center in here. Yeah, sure. I mean, it that- hurts, but the team's got to turn this around soon and I'm pretty interested in doing whatever it takes to do that.
0: I've been thinking about that as well, uh, especially in the Eastern um, conference, pretty much just the Eastern conference. I've been thinking Mm -hmm. about um, repercussions of teams losing. Um, And I'll get to the Maple Leafs one next uh, uh, because there's a point I want to bring up that one of our great listeners uh, sent to me. But the Flames and Jets, they're too um, – I, what I like from the Jets is that, like, they will all stick up for each other. Like, everybody was taking shots at Kentuck yesterday. Um, oh, yeah. Blake Wheeler fought him in game one. Uh, Nikolai Ehlers was getting in his face yesterday. Uh, someone – I can't remember who it was that – was almost like a knee-on-knee hit. <clears throat> um, yesterday, can't remember who it was that hit him, but uh no, it feels like an old like western Canada um brawl type of series mm-hmm. like like Battle of Alberta level intensity uh so there's a really good rivalry forming here because uh, both of these teams you know they're not afraid to get into each other's faces and stand up for their teammates, which I like that's what you need in the playoffs um. And, of course, with a guy like Paul Maurice, who's a hothead, uh, he's going to beat that into his players, I'm sure.
1: How old is Paul Maurice? I remember <sighs> when I first started watching. He was the coach of the Leafs. He looks super young. but yeah, he, he, must, he must have been a, a really young coach when he first broke in.
0: This is his 22nd year in the league Jeez. as a coach. Um, I think his first job was with the, the Whalers.
1: Maybe. Oh, wow. I I remember uh, him being Toronto's coach, Carolina's coach. Then yeah, uh, got, I'm not sure uh, if there was a team in between that or not.
0: Kind think he wasn't the Flyers' coach, right?
1: Mm, I don't think so. I can look it up. His staff page. He's
0: he's been a lot of places though. I think he was um he was the Hurricanes' coach. In their first Stanley Cup in 2002, I think. Wow, I believe so.
1: Oh, okay, here we go.
0: And that would make sense because that was around the time he was with the Whalers and yada yada yada, I think. But he, he has—he
1: was a 12th round pick of the Philadelphia Flyers.
0: Oh, okay, so there's a Flyers connection. Um, he yeah, has he coached. Was, uh,
1: he was with the Whalers, then which turned into the Hurricanes. He was with them until 2004.
0: Okay. So, yeah. Then Uh, then he went to the
1: Leafs. Then he went back to Carolina for looks like four years. Then he went to the KHL. Oh, wow. And then he's been with the Jets since. Wow. He's he's been around.
0: Um, He's 53. He looks a lot younger than 53. he He has coached the most games without winning a Stanley Cup. I think he's at like 1,600 games. I, I feel like even at 53, he's still one of the younger coaches in the league. Oh, he has to be. <laughs> he looks young. He looks the same as he did in the 90s. I like Palm trees, though.
1: All right. Who do you think is going to take the series?
0: The Jets. Uh, I yeah. Before the Shifley lining injury, I thought the Jets were going to win in four because they clearly had the offense advantage. They have the goalie advantage. It's just the defense that um Lame's had in my opinion. Mm-hmm. but uh now it's probably gonna go five and the jets are gonna have to play a game like they did yesterday uh with like you know their other guys contributing adam lowry and uh jansen harkins were two yeah of i'm not scores. a big
1: believer in calgary i don't know what about them what, but uh i'm not i'm not real big on them
0: i wish you asked me what the repercussions would be for the flames if they lose the series because i think that team would be broken up
1: uh, yeah but like if you look at I don't know if you've looked at their cap friendly but like five of their defensemen or UFAs they're going to lose a lot of guys. I think if they lose Johnny Goudreau is going to get traded. Mm-hmm. I, like I hope they are open to trading Sam Bennett and not well yeah Sam Bennett would be a nice add for the Sabres like a nice low cost high reward trade. But Sean Monahan I think he if he does become available the Sabres should be all over that.
0: Yeah, something has to give there because it's been the same crew <laughs> for like six years and they can't pass the second round. Mm-hmm. So something's going to change. Um, next, I said get to this one. Boo it's and Maple Leafs. Did you watch this game? Uh, I watched like half of it. I missed the ending. It was uh, a really entertaining one. Um, Cam Atkinson had the winner. Our hero. Uh, yep, Buffalo's hero. Um, but one thing that... Uh, Andrew Ataro said, uh, you, "You're you're familiar with him as well. Oh yeah, yeah, a listener yeah. of the show. Uh, he said that if the Leafs lose and win the lottery, they should trade the pick or and Ooh. dump salary with it.
1: Like who though? They don't have any bad contracts. It's not like they're like oh we get, they don't have an El Poso where you're like, oh we got to get this guy out of here. It's." They're paying Tavares 11000000 million. They're paying Matthews and Marner $11 million. You know, it's just – it's not that they have to dump salary. It, well, they do have to dump salary. It's just they invested too much money in these guys too quickly.
0: Um,
1: That's why I think they should keep the pick. If they get number one, they should keep the pick or trade it for younger cost-controlled assets. But, okay, let's say they do trade the number one pick if they get it god forbid uh okay they probably want to trade it for a defenseman who can actually play defense and probably a right shot where's that yeah <laughs> and who's gonna to want to give that up like yeah you want the number one pick but the trade has to make sense for both teams mm. yeah like okay maybe they want seth jones does that trade make sense for the Blue Jackets either? Would the Blue Jackets trade Seth Jones for the number one pick? I don't think so. I
0: wouldn't. No, not Seth after Jones how uh, – that team. Seth Jones and, and um, Zach Wierenski are so important to that team. Mm-hmm. They play 30 minutes. The
1: the Leafs should really just trade John Tavares.
0: Yeah, really. They shouldn't have <laughs> signed him sure. in the first
1: place. Like, if they win the lottery, they should just trade John Tavares. Mm-hmm. But who can take him on? No one can take on an $11 million long-term contract with the way the cap's going. Like, yeah, I would love John Tavares on the Sabres. I think he'd be an amazing fit. That's
0: what they need right now. But <laughs> it would uh, yeah, cost I, too
1: much, and the Sabres can't afford it.
0: I think um, the Blue Jackets are going to win this series. Because, I, like, I think I think, I think it'll be a sweep, too. I'm calling it right do? now.
1: Yeah, I don't think the Leafs have a chance.
0: They have better coaching. Um, They're just, you know, they're a veteran lineup. They're physical. I haven't seen the Leafs throw a check at all. And the Blue Jackets are just better defensively. Yeah. It's not even close, really. But, like, seriously, nobody on the Leafs hits. Nobody is physical. They They all avoid contact, especially the younger guys, like the smaller guys. They'll do whatever they can to avoid touching a Blue Jackets player.
1: Now we're talking about repercussions. Does Kyle Dubas get fired after the series if they lose?
0: They need a veteran guy to come in and write that chip. Jason Botterill. Oh God. Yes, please, <laughs> take him. Yes. Take him. Austin Matthews. Great for guy. Casey <laughs> oh man.
1: <laughs> uh but yeah, Blue Jackets. That's what them. I'm hoping for. I just want Jason Botterill to get another job. <laughs> Jason Botterill and Peter Shirelli back in a front office. Oh, dear God. I, I think Botterill is going to go back to Pittsburgh. That's the rumor I heard. You're the yeah, second I person heard, I haven't, now. I haven't heard any rumors about it at all, but I think it just makes sense. Jimmy Rotherford's getting older. He was supposed to take over for him in the first place. Why not just bring him back,
0: you know? Hey, if they want to do that, go for
1: it. For lining for Afghani Malkin. Let's see it. Let's see if that works. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. What were we talking about? We were talking about something. Oh yeah, the Leafs. Yeah. yeah I if they get the number one pick, I think it's over for the NHL. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that offense would just be ridiculous. And you talk. You were talking about uh, the Leafs not hitting. Lafreniere is not afraid to throw a check. Yeah, yeah. Not at all. So I think I don't think they would trade the pick unless they can upgrade their defense.
0: But, yeah, John Tavares, I think he's the one who should go. I just, like, I don't think there's anything they could, like, trade it for. You know? Is they, they just need to, like... Maybe trade down. Yeah. Whoa, geez, dude. big the horn. Did you hear that? Yeah. Oh, man. Got Eric Lindros coming in here. Big old uh, Mack truck. Um. Yeah, maybe trade down.
1: Yeah. Yeah, maybe trade down if you can add a defenseman, but I don't know what what's the cost to trade. What what do you get by trading down five
0: ish spots? I know that's it doesn't really make sense to trade it. Like, there's nothing they could trade it for. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, besides more picks. Yeah, anything like get Lafreniere and trade the guys. Like, I don't know what their free agency is, but trade like Elks Kerfoot for stuff. You know. You can unload yeah, like, at the bottom of your the, lineup.
1: Yeah, like Kerfoot, Janssen, Kapanen. Yeah,
0: Kapanen, right? They can't That's trade
1: Taveras, but mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I don't know.
1: It, it's a tough situation for the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I am not uh, envious of them whatsoever no, for that.
0: No, no. Oh, oh, God. Not going to spend a lot of time in this because it's the most boring series you'd possibly imagine. makes me want to pull my eyes out, and I'm not looking forward to it in 15 minutes when this game starts. The Panthers and Islanders.
1: Oh yeah, I don't, I don't care. I didn't watch the first game. The anyways. Islanders
0: are going to win because the Panthers are super incompetent and just like they, they can't figure out how to play. <laughs> and, and the Islanders Bobrovsky intentionally sucks. Yeah, Bobrovsky sucks. Um, their defense is awful. Mike Matheson's an idiot. <laughs> um, oh, I didn't see the hit. Uh, I didn't see it. It's just it. Uh, we got kicked out of the game, of course, but I don't know the guy. I feel like he's just dirty in general. I feel like he's done this before. <laughs> he's just not very good. Um, yeah, and they signed him to like a eight year deal too. Yeah, uh, Islanders win this one. I wouldn't be surprised if they sweep them. Yeah, probably. It's just the Islanders play an intentionally boring style, and I just I can't stand it. They're not mm-hmm. they're not like a, a sexy team, as they say. Uh, they don't score goals. Well, I,
1: I don't know if you can count out the Panthers, though, because that top six is still nasty. It
0: is. It
1: is. So they got Hoffman, Dadnov.
0: Everybody Hall just Hart, wants to make noise. Hoover, Sorry.
1: Is, is own Tippett playing. Did you I don't, Did you watch his own I didn't watch that game. Yet? Okay. We were
0: watching something else during it. Um, there was an actual game on during it, I believe, that we were watching. Yeah. I don't remember what it was.
1: Yeah, I, don't know. I think the Islanders take this as well. No, oh. Not really close.
0: Edmonton Game 1 was on during it, so we were watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Coyotes-Predators. Surprisingly a really good game. I know. Lots of scoring. Uh, I think the Predators come back, though.
1: Yeah, I, I do like the Coyotes a lot. I'm rooting for them to win the series, but mm-hmm. uh, I want Taylor Hall to win the big one. Yes. But I think the Predators are just too good to roll over and die like that. Do you think they go back to Pecarine for game two, though?
0: I don't think so, because a few of those goals weren't Saros' fault. Like, the one was, like, an NHL. Oh, uh, it's because he
1: was short. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah was really. He was short, short in the- on
1: Twitter because of that, but it uh, just went over his head. Uh,
0: that was just a freak accident. If that doesn't go in, it's 3-3. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it wasn't all completely his fault. Um. Uh, but especially the second goal, I think it was Rocco Grimaldi. It was a, I think it was a power play goal, but Grimaldi like, has back for the shooter. I forget who it was. Um, but I, I remember thinking at the time, like, Soros should get a break because, you know, it wasn't all on him. Um, but, yeah, I think the Predators come back when this series. Philip Forsberg's a beast.
1: I'm going with the Coyotes. I think the Coyotes are going to take this.
0: I would not complain. I like the Coyotes.
1: You're a young team. I like them a lot uh also speaking of the coyotes john Cheka, oh yeah just walks out on the team and oh, wow. there was also kind of a rumor going around that he might have taken a job at the sabers but that's not the case because uh, you know to for that to happen the sabers would have to pay the guy to come join the team yeah Which and research they're not very willing to do that but, yeah, uh, interesting. Uh, Steve Sullivan is taking over on an interim basis. Also, I saw a rumor that Peter Shirelli could potentially join the Coyotes, which a reunion between Taylor Hall oh, no. and Peter Shirelli. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, don't. Oh, that is the last thing that that team needs. They're just gaining ground. Well, I, the NHL is better when Peter Shirelli's in it. It's more It's more uncertainty entertaining. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's more entertaining. Yeah. Uh, let's see it. Like Rasmus, we still for Clayton Keller. Who knows?
0: Yeah.
1: We're yeah. still lining for
0: uh,
1: Connor Garland. Connor Garland. Someone who the Sabres had a chance at, who had 129 points in his draft year. And the one Sabres the, decided uh, to pick Devontae Stevens, one spot ahead. I love that.
0: One of the fastest <laughs> players in the league.
1: 129 points. That's- Connor Garland had 129 points in his draft year, and he got drafted in the fifth round. <laughs> Come on. Because he's small. <laughs> he's small. He's small. Oh, man. Come on.
0: If he was like 6'2", he'd be oh. at least a second-round pick. Easily. With those numbers.
1: Probably a first-round pick. No, if you if Connor Garland was 6'4", <laughs> in his draft year and had 129 wow. points, he would have gone in the top 15. Mm-hmm. Easily. Oh my god. Also he play he plays in the queue too when there's Quebec league bias because the scoring is higher. Uh what about uh Pittsburgh, Montreal? What do you think?
0: Oh Pittsburgh's gonna win.
1: Yeah, Montreal Montreal You know like uh, Price played really well in that first game though.
0: Yeah. And he he's... played well
1: yesterday too, but I think he he's the only reason that Montreal will have a chance here. Also Jesperi Kakaniemi, he he's been pretty good in that series too. He has, I think he has goals in both
0: games. Couple goals, yeah. Their best players have been Nick Suzuki and uh Joel Armia. Joel uh, watching
1: this series, Joel Armia has been so good and he's a player that I
0: would love to have on the Sabres right now. Like, they've oh been God. everywhere. They play so much, mm-hmm. and it's always them. And you know who their best puck mover has been in the series? I swear to God, Brett Kulak. Ooh.
1: Yeah, you he stood out to me too, yeah. Like,
0: he's been everywhere. Wearing Pierre Turgeon's number 77.
1: <laughs> but back to Armia, uh, watching that, that game yesterday was making me think, why did we make the Evander Kane trade? <laughs> why? <laughs> It just didn't make sense, and, like, they could have Joel Armia right now. He'd be a great presence in the top nine for this team. They would have had that first-round pick. Who who knows what, who they could have drafted with it. They could have drafted, like, Travis Konechny with that pick, too, which would have been very, very nice. He was someone that I wanted with that pick that they traded for Robin Leonard. He was my guy. But – And they also would have had Tyler Myers still, which I hated the fact that Tyler Myers was included in that trade because they could have traded him somewhere else and gotten more value Mm -hmm. out of the trade. They could have easily netted a first-round pick for Tyler Myers probably plus more. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Just a horrible trade. I I don't think it's a terrible trade. I think both teams probably came out kind of even. But the Sabers, it just didn't make sense for them to unload all of those assets for Evander Kane. Who I don't think it just it didn't make sense for their current timeline.
0: That was a uh, Joel Armia was
1: um... starting to turn the corner too. Like he wasn't all that impressive of a prospect, but then that year in Rochester, he was playing so well, and he just never really got a chance in Buffalo. I think he played one game. That's number thirty-three.
0: Yeah, you know, that was a Tim Murray uh, Grand Slam main event. Yeah. um, Things are better. If they would have just kept those three
1: first-round picks, they traded for O'Reilly, which was a no-brainer at the time, still a no-brainer now. Come on. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, Just so we don't, uh, you know, drag this out too long, there's one more series I want to get to, and that's just the Wild and Canucks. Just because I want to talk about the Wild and their roster and, like, it's really just a, a group of rejects, and they're <laughs> they actually really – don't, They don't have a star player, but I,
1: no. I like them. I think, th- I think they will beat the Canucks here, mm-hmm. but Kevin Fiala, he's really emerged as a, I want to say a star, but he's really proved a ton of people wrong, including myself. Mm-hmm. I thought that Granlin trade was a disaster for them, but, man, Paul Fenton. <laughs> yeah, the stroke of genius. That's a really good trade for the Minnesota Wild. And they have Kirill Kaprasov coming next year too, which should be really exciting to watch. I think if if any team uh, can pick number one, I would love to see the Minnesota Wild get that pick if the yeah. Canucks find a way to win this. Because that's the kind of player that they need. They could really use a young center too. They don't really have one yet, but I I think... I think
0: Minnesota can make a run here. Um, I was just going through their roster yesterday though, and the, the this team, they're playing money ball. And, like there's no um really outstanding guys, and it's all guys who have been elsewhere and haven't been like, you know, great contributors. Uh Ryan Donato was acquired in a trade. Ryan Hartman. Yeah, Hartman, uh Joel Erickson Eck. Um, I like Eric.
1: Erickson, I can Coonan have uh, they've been pretty big for them this year mm-hmm. um, Brad Hunt <laughs> he's not that bad though he, like, people make fun of Brad Hunt sometimes he's some kind of nobody but he's a good defenseman I like him
0: Carson Soucy
1: he's, he's going to be a free agent this year I believe he wouldn't be a bad six, option for the Sabres I think
0: 6-4 and in goal, Alex Stalock. Like, that's
1: just. I like Alex Staylock, And they got him on a really good deal.
0: Like Victor Rask. It's just. I love looking at this team. It's like, wow. Like, they're an anonymous bunch.
1: <laughs> the rejects. Yeah. yeah so the... we're in agreement Minnesota takes us?
0: Yes. Minnesota takes us one.
1: All right. Is that all of the series? I think that's all.
0: Um, right. It's gonna, to, um... Are we going to talk about the.
1: the... Round robin play. What do you think about the yeah. round robin play?
0: I don't really like. It's not the most intriguing. Like you know,
1: I really like how this is set up. I think. Yeah. I I hated it at the beginning, but like now that I'm seeing it, I love this. Mm-hmm. I and love I, this format.
0: We're both in agreement now that the NHL has switched this full time.
1: I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it's one. It's probably better for the NHL because you have 24 teams mm-hmm. in it. And the whole – not the whole world watching, but, like, hockey markets are watching this. Yeah. and think, more money for our, the broadcasting. Exactly. More money for the
0: – I think, just switch to this. This is great. When fans come back, too, like, we got to see this system with fans. Think of the, mm-hmm. the extra revenue, too. That's yeah. however many extra playoff games that uh, people will pay to see
1: now, I don't think they go, they don't go to this with an 82 game season, though. Oh, no. no, like if make they it like a 75 game season. I was thinking 70, 70, 70, 75. Uh, bang! Like, mm-hmm. this is good. This is good. This is good stuff. I really like this. Um,
0: but here's an example, okay, in the 80s, 16 of the 21 teams in the league made it and the yeah, best team, the, the best team always won. There'd be the occasional, um, underdog in the cup, like Vancouver in 82, but like, think the parody now is unparalleled throughout any, uh, time in the NHL's history. There was no parody back then. Now, if you had 24 teams, Honest to God, pretty even. all twenty,
1: yeah,
0: 20, all twenty-four teams. Yeah, will be close. They all have a shot to win. Like we've seen, eight seeds go to the cup. Six seeds have gone to the cup in in uh in recent years. Anything can truly happen with this format. Uh, yeah,
1: and, and especially watching the Montreal Canadiens too. Like yeah. beating the Penguins in that first game. Like that could be the Sabers. Like it should be the Sabers.
0: Yeah, it, like like let's be honest. It's just more entertaining if you're a fan. There's more hockey to watch. Um, there's higher stakes. There's better storylines, too. Like, it's cool rooting for the underdog. And I think that's, that should be a factor in it because it's, it's fun to do.
1: I think they will switch. I really think they do. I'm surprised it wasn't discussed in the CBA extension, but is that something that would need – to be approved before the next season comes or is it too late because next season will be affected by COVID one way or another. It already has. The season is being delayed already to January. I think go 70 games, uh, 70, 75 games and do this format.
0: Yeah. It's just, just, it.
1: yeah, it's, I like it. I like it a lot.
0: I think like you got to think about it from the fan perspective too. Like I think if, if you don't if, if you don't like it, you're just being cynical and you're like, you know, you're you're caring too much about like, no, oh, only the best teams can make it. Like, and you know, maybe it it you could say it devalues the regular season, but I mean
1: It I, does it does devalue the it regular season. It kinda does, but I, I agree with that, especially with the seeding round robin teams. That it devalues it for them, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. But um I, I still think it should. It should. You get more teams in. The Sabers have a better chance of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Plus, for the league, it looks better for them if you have less franchises that supposedly have missed the playoffs so long, or you know, for yeah, like Buffalo. Some years. Yeah, and plus, like a team like Arizona or Florida, that can be a big boost for them. If you could yeah, say save playoff they
1: made, games for those, cities, that'd be good.
0: Yeah, like come to a playoff game.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: gets more teams uh, in.
1: I want to talk about this. Uh, Do you think that they're going to do the bubble for all of next season and how could that be done? Because I just can't see them. January's a long ways away Mm -hmm. and they could do what the MLB is doing. I doubt there will be fans in the stadium unless the vaccine is already widespread if it's out by then. But is it possible to do the bubble cities for the regular season?
0: The thing that the biggest problem I see is the players and their families. I yeah. don't, you and can't, I don't think
1: the players won't sign up for that being away from their families for five, six months.
0: Yeah. You can't keep them away from their families like that. Um, uh, I mean, maybe they can add like two bubbles or something and just split up the teams. Like what like if they divisional have- bubbles, yeah divisional bubbles <laughs> or something like that, but um I don't know that's not a problem i I would want to be in the position to solve see,
1: like I don't think it's possible, but they would almost, they would have to do what the MLB is doing. just be careful
0: yeah, like the teams that be careful because it's the the, the team's faults in the MLB that um
1: there are even cases like' in the don't, first place. don't go out to the bars yeah don't go anywhere just stay in your hotel Mm -hmm. go to the rink go back but the problem with that is that someone
0: is bound to break oh yeah oh yeah no doubt Mm -hmm. yeah it's tough like the the ahl already announced they're coming back december 4th how are they gonna do that at the earliest yeah Yeah. i don't
1: know well hopefully these floridians will wear a mask and then (laughs) I know. then all will be well but who knows still i don't think in march we were saying oh august where this is still gonna be a problem so who knows mm-hmm. could get better it could get worse it could stay the same no one knows yeah. all right those are our playoff predictions now a little bit of sabers news kevin adams made his first uh roster move ish uh decision signing brett murray to a two-year elc uh any thoughts on this? I don't really care. I I, I don't mind Brett Murray. That still irks me that he was picked instead of Victor Mete in the 2016 draft. One spot ahead of him, but yeah, it's whatever.
0: I am a secret uh, Brett Murray admirer because I saw him at the prospect camp a year ago and was like, ooh, mm-hmm. this guy's really cool. He's big, you know, like – I don't know. I could skating isn't uh, the greatest, but he's okay. I don't think he's an NHL
1: prospect, but feels like a no brainer to me. He was good in in, for the Amherst last year. Why not? Yeah, and the Amherst need people, right? Yeah, they're very short on forwards because the Sabers have refused to draft from the CHL, which would allow them to get those CHL players into the Amherst lineup quickly. So they just keep. Drafting defensemen from Sweden and Finland and waiting five years to sign them if they ever Mm. make it. (laughs) Okay. Now I really, John Vogel, he put out a piece this morning uh, talking about (laughs) uh, comparing Jack Eichel, potential Jack Eichel trades to uh, trades of the past such as, like, Marcel Dion, Pierre Turgeon, Matt Sundin. And I just want to go through these trades and just talk about how ridiculous they are. (laughs) All right, so trade number one, uh, it is being compared to the Marcel Dion trade. Uh, I'm going to try and find what the actual trade was, but uh, it doesn't look like I I can't find it that quickly (laughs) without wasting time but the 2020 equivalent to the Marcel Dion trade the Buffalo Sabres send Jack Eichel to the Winnipeg Jets for a Nick Ehlers Josh Morrissey and a first round pick what do you think would you do that
0: no (laughs) (laughs) I need so much if I am trading Jack Eichel like it's it almost can't happen
1: okay now the Pierre Turgeon comparison which is a Turgeon for LaFontaine Essentially, uh, Jack Eichel, Rasmus Ristolainen, Marcus Johansson, and Kyle Oposo for Austin Matthews, Zach Hyman, Martin Marincin, and a third-round pick. That's probably the best Eichel trade I've ever seen. In yeah, all that one would I would consider
0: because you're getting someone who's at least you're getting uh, Austin at Matthews. The level. You're not getting uh, garbage. That's right. Someone who's at least at the level uh, scoring-wise. Yeah.
1: Okay, and now a comparison for Matt Sundin. It is uh, this is a good one. Uh, Jack Eichel, Colin Miller, Dylan Cousins in the eighth overall pick for uh, Vladimir Tarasenko, Justin Falk, Robert Thomas in a first round pick. No,
0: yeah, it's no. a no for me, Chief. I know they uh, have Stanley Cup experience, whatnot. Tarasenko's—he's too old. I mean, I know he's young, but yeah, he's too old. Yeah. In
1: a yeah, no thanks. Yeah, those are the three. Jack Eichel trades that I just wanted to highlight from uh the athletics John Vogel. Uh, uh want found- to trade if they were to trade Jack Eichel, I think we were talking about this before we actually started recording, it would have to be like the Eric Carlson trade, the Matt Duchesne trade. Ooh, where, right, but better. But better. Like you would need that first round pick to turn into top five. You would need another first round pick. You would need a top prospect. You would need a top six center because, okay, they trade Jack Eichel next year. Who's playing center for this team?
0: With Casey a couple. T- Casey
1: right. Middlestat, your top
0: line center? Come on. Well, hey, I found the uh, Marcel Dion Do you want to hear it? Yes, yes, yes. June 23rd, 1975. Uh, he was traded to Los Angeles, of course, by Detroit with Bart Trashley for Don Maloney, Terry Harper, and Los Angeles's second round choice oh later traded to Minnesota which was used to select Jim Roberts in the 1976
1: draft. Well, I think the article's ridiculous by the way. Like you're tra- you're comparing a a superstar player in 2020 to trades from 1975. It's just Comparing apples to oranges—it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous article, John Vogel. I don't, I don't know what you are doing, man. But uh,
0: preposterous, you might say.
1: Yeah, it, he should be comparing it to the Carlson trade, the Duchesne trade. I mean, I get it Oh, you, know,
0: you get to you get to look at history. Everyone likes talking about the past of hockey. You know? That's what we've done for ninety percent of this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just ugh. Well, the important
0: part is it's all hypotheticals and um yeah. I had a dream actually a few nights ago, because this is what I dream about, uh, that Jack Eichel was on the lightning. Could you imagine that? He almost I thought there were
1: rumors that Tim Murray almost traded Eichel to the Lightning for Stamkos.
0: Are you serious?
1: No, yeah, yeah.
0: That guy might have been an idiot. <laughs>
1: might have.
0: Um but uh, yeah, and he scored an overtime winner and was like surrounded by his teammates, which got me thinking, like, man, that might actually be a destination. I mean, if they want you to know, build. a jugger- You know what?
1: I I think we talked about this like a year ago. I had that nightmare. Mm-hmm. It was a 2020 draft. The Sabers traded Jack Eichel to the Penguins for the number two overall pick, mm. plus like Malkin and something else, but.
0: I've also had a dream where uh, he was on the Blue Jackets.
1: I could see Jack Eichel on the Blue Jackets.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This was very so, oh, scary. It's and, scary
1: to think about, but like I think it could be a reality if they suck again next year, mm-hmm. especially if it's another twenty-four team playoff.
0: Oh dear God.
1: If they miss the 2014 playoff next year, I think Jack Eichel's good is gone. And I know people are like, oh, he's the captain of the team, blah, 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 blah. He's not going to want to ask out. He's been here for how many years? It's been five years. Yeah. Five years. The man wants to win. No one loves winning more than Jack Eichel. Come on. And at that point, if they do suck next year, I hope they trade him. (laughs) Free him from this disaster. And if they do trade him, it, it's another rebuild. If and it sucks to say it, but like that's what's gonna happen. We're gonna be talking about Shane Wright probably. Uh, that's a name. Shane, yeah, Shane Wright. He's gonna be number one in the twenty twenty two draft. Uh, probably Connor Bedard and Matt Mitchkov in the twenty twenty three draft, and then maybe we'll go from there. Ugh, it, it's just. Horrifying to think about that we're still it is. here it's, right now, but it's, it's the reality that we live in. <laughs> if Kevin Adams can't turn the ship around next year, Jack Eichel is going to want out. I that's I'm convinced of it.
0: Yeah,
1: and they're probably going to have to go on another big rebuild. It's like like Sam Ryan Sam Ryan I don't know. Dahleen probably sticks around because. He's younger, but I don't know. I Ugh. <laughs> I know it's nasty to think about. It's very nasty to think about, but it's the reality that we live in, and it's sad. Okay, shall we go take a deep dive into these drafts now? Yeah, let's start <laughs> at two-
0: the... I'll start at 2000, or do you want to start later? I was thinking 2012. Okay, yeah, yeah I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, it's more fresh in the head. It's yeah, also yeah. where the playoff drought started. Right. All right. Um, so yeah, pretty much what we're gonna do is go through this. Um, look at who the Sabers drafted, and then look at like three or so spots ahead of them. Anything you know within reason. Ahead ever. and behind. Yeah, sure, we can do that. Well, I mean, okay. behind, I don't know because they those guys are already gone. You know, like they Okay, wouldn't... okay. I
1: mean, I'm if, thinking I'm just along the lines of Philip those... Forsberg. Philip Forsberg went one pick ahead of Grigoranko. <laughs> yeah. Slater Cuckoo was 10th overall of the Lightning. Now, for every Anthony Sorelli, Braden Point, and Nikita Kucherov mm-hmm. that the Lightning have found, there's also a Slater Cuckoo, Brett Connolly, and Jonathan Druin. Right. <laughs> like they have had their fair share of blunders in the first round. And the thing that separates the Sabres and the Lightning is being able to find guys past the first round. Because, like I said, Slater Cuckoo, Brett Connolly was a top-ten pick. Jonathan Duran was a top-five pick. Like, they got Hadman, they got Stamkos, they they landed on their top-two picks. Anything after that, it's been kind of a disaster for them.
0: Man, this was a defense-heavy draft.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. That's one of the reasons why Gregorenko and Forsberg slid so so far it's because how many defensemen were in the top ten? One seven two, D three, men four, went in a row. Five, six, seven, eight defensemen in the top ten. Yeah. Man.
0: And there's Alex Galchenyuk and Nilyakov.
1: Yeah. After Gregorenko, it went Foxa, Gergensen, C.C. Wilson, Hurdle, Teravine, and Vasilevsky. So really if they would have picked any guy after that, it would have been a much better. Oh story. my
0: god, that's a disaster. Oh, yeah. Even if they took Reddick Faxa instead of Grigorenko.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Faxa.
0: Faxa's wow. a good player. I think he's a, he'd be wow. a decent center Every, plug for them. Everybody that went ahead of Zemgis-Gurgensens within the next couple uh, – Besides of
1: four, Cody Ceci, no thanks to him, but – Right. Man.
0: <laughs> but, okay, Ty Wilson, Hurdle, Tervinen, Vasilevsky, Scott Lawton, who's somehow a beast all of a sudden. Uh,
1: but, oh like, my
0: God. Any, how different are
1: things right now if they pick Thomas Hurdle and Tavo Teravainen instead of Grigorenko and Gergensens? Oh, they're, uh, they're a cup team. Am I wrong? Like, they're, they're a cup contender if they have Teravainen and Hurdle on their team instead of Grigorenko and Gergensens.
0: Maybe. Maybe.
1: Okay, let's shift to the second round where they pick Jake McCabe. Brock McGinn is around that area, but like McCabe for a second round pick, he's played, um, he's played 340 NHL games. That's, that's an okay second round pick. He's playing for your team.
0: Oh, Teddy Bluger went 52nd overall, eight picks later. That's my boy, mm. the blue guy. If we could have had Teddy Bluger, oh, baby. Have. Oh man, that would have been great. Love the blue guy. Uh, third round, they picked Justin Kia isa went the very next pick crazy shane goss went five picks later <laughs> sunquist this third round is looking pretty good though at murray matt Grizzlick went there colton pareko frederick anderson this is a great third round that is a wonder this is a really good draft and people poop on it because of the first overall pick
1: the other Eric Carlson was picked ninety ninth. <laughs> Brett Kulak.
0: Eric Gustafson was yeah. drafted in this one. It's
1: it looks like Buffalo didn't have a fourth round pick.
0: Yeah, no fourth round pick. No. Fifth round.
1: Jacob Slavin, hundred and twentieth overall. Like that's that's what's separating the Hurricanes and the Sabres. The Hurricanes, they found their Jacob Slavin, which is a number one defenseman in the fourth round. They got Brett Pesci in one of the later rounds too. Like Man.
0: The fifth round is really nothing of concern.
1: Um, Former Sabre legend, Seth Griffith and Danny O'Regan.
0: Yeah. Venus Allmark was our sixth-round Kerpo- pick.
1: Colin Miller was a fifth-round pick in this draft. He was the last pick in the fifth round. Hooks in her Kerfoot right before him, too. Yeah. That's interesting. Allmark for a sixth-round pick. That's a, that's a really, really good
0: pick. Yeah, I think we made good with that one. Let's see. Um, Brady Austin was our seventh round
1: pick. Played five games in the sixteen seventeen season. Christian Juice won a couple of picks after too. Yeah. All right. Well. Yeah, that's that's the twenty twelve draft. What could so have nothing, been
0: nothing too catastrophic.
1: I'd say that's pretty catastrophic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. I forgot about mm. her. Uh, yeah, uh, the first
1: round. Ooh. And they oh. traded up for Gurgensons, too. They gave up a second-round pick to move up for him, which is just, come on.
0: 2013 is... Uh... Uh, just as bad. Bo Horvat goes right yeah. after
1: Rasmus Linen.
0: Josh Morrissey. I mean, he probably would have been better than Ristelainen. Oh, yeah. Nikita Zdorov. Zdorov.
1: Oh, man. The picks after Zdorov are kind of rough. Yeah, I think our Merko Mueller, Kirby Reichel, Mantha was the guy I really want. I wanted them to go all offense this year. They
0: decided to go with the defensive route. But yeah, uh, okay. Look at the second round too. Comper was actually a good pick. So we're off to a good Comper start was here. a good
1: pick. That that was the Sakara trade. Fukali was a guy I really wanted the Sabres to draft. I thought he was going to be a franchise goalie, but <clears throat> to no avail. Yeah, you know, JT Comper like, was a good pick.
0: This is the picture of how of like what's wrong with this team's drafting and whatnot you you drafted JT Comfer he's off the team but Remy Ely, who was picked like five picks ahead of JT Comfer was on the team somehow
1: (laughs) Connor Hurley he was the youngest player in the draft 38th overall
0: Justin Bailey went a pick before Madison Bowie that would have been a good little defenseman to have Mm -hmm. Arturi Lekkinen was three picks later.
1: William Carrier was a second-round pick. Tyler Bertuzzi was a pick right after Carrier. I like Zach Sanford. He was the last second pick in the second round. Oh, yeah. He was my boy last year. This is not a bad second round here. Lots of NHL players here. Uh, The third round, Nick Baptiste. I will not fault them for picking Nick Baptiste.
0: Yeah, Pavel <clears throat> Buchnevich went later, but that was six picks later. So Duclair, I mean, Jake Gensel went seventy seventh. That was uh, eight picks after Nick Baptiste.
1: I really liked Nick Duke, Anthony Duclair. He was someone I really wanted them to pick. How about Carter Verhage? He's really turned the corner too. Mm-hmm. He's he's turned into a nice player. Andrew Kopp in the fourth round.
0: He's he's turned into really good. He was on the uh first line yesterday.
1: Really? Ooh, yeah. Good for him. Uh-huh.
0: <clears throat> Out of necessity, of course, but Ryan Graves. Gustav Posler
1: and Cal Peterson in the fifth round.
0: Remember when I loved Gustav Posler?
1: Yeah. Never they never signed him. Nope.
0: And we're talking this is before the podcast, so none of our listeners would know, oh,
1: yeah. but Emil Pedersen, Elias Pedersen's brother, picked in the sixth round by the Predators. Oh, wow. Sean Malone. Oh, also, Sean Malone signed a deal with the National Predators a couple weeks ago.
0: Eric Locke. Wow. Eric Locke, two picks before guess who? The star Ooh. of the playoffs, Dominic Kubelik.
1: Really? Oh, yeah. man.
0: <laughs> oh, man. That is. That's hard. That's, that's really revisionist hard history I've ever seen it. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. But that's the point of this, right? It's wallowing in our misery.
1: Yeah. I like I like this exercise. I, I hope everyone else is opening up the hockey database looking at, oh, what could have been if the Sabres had competent drafting for the last 10 years. But let's move on to 2014. Uh, this is probably the biggest gut punch gut punch of them all, Sam Reinhardt second overall, who's right after him, Leon oh, God,
0: yeah. Leon
1: Dreisaitl is a point per game player, 422 points in 422 games.
0: Now, revisionist history is a thing, right? But oh, yeah. I'm not kidding you. I don't think this is too nuts to imagine. We could have had Dreisaitl and McDavid. Mm-hmm. There was no guarantee of who was going to be the second overall pick in 2014.
1: There was a debate. Well, Reinhardt could have gone first. I think the top four, it was all up for debate. Any of them yeah. could have gone anywhere.
0: Yeah. It could have happened. And oh, yeah. It, it, oh, yeah. I think if you want to call revisionist history, that's just trying to uh, not I don't think
1: this – this isn't revisionist history. Seidel could have easily gone second. Mm-hmm. This was a legitimate discussion, although I think everyone wanted Sam Reinhardt, but this, it could have happened easily.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And I like Sam Reinhardt just as much as the next guy, but like, oof.
0: I also like 120 points in a season. <laughs> yeah. And heart
1: trophies. <laughs> they could have picked Sam Bennett. <laughs> It could have been worse.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. He could be taking penalties on face-offs.
1: The Islanders could have given them the fifth pick instead of deferring it another year, and they could have drafted Michael Dal Cole.
0: Okay. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. enough. Or
1: they could have drafted William Nylander (laughs) instead. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, second round. if If we're
1: looking at point production... Out of the first rounders here, Sam Reinhardt is, like, second. No, no Well, without yeah, counting David yeah, Pastor. probably in the
0: top five.
1: Yeah, he's definitely in the top five. Uh, Nylander has, like, two more points than him. No, Ehlers has, like, two more points than him, but he also plays on a significantly better team.
0: Dylan Larkin. Might yeah, be Dylan
1: Larkin's about the
0: same. Like a couple points more. but Yeah, yeah so Reinhardt actually was – he'd go top five in a draft, right? Yeah, it's Still? Probably t- definitely top 10. He would not go second,
1: I will tell you that. Hmm. Goes Dreisaitl, uh, Pasternak. Ugh. Larkin, think Larkin goes out of him. Yeah, Larkin. I think I'd... Does uh, Zach Blad go before Reinhardt? I don't know. Oh, no. not no. top.
0: turned out. Yeah, I'd you probably go know. Reinhardt. He was really good that first year, but... It's
1: probably, then it goes probably Nylander, or Reinhardt. Eckblad's are in that area. What about Alex Talk? Uh, I I'd, I'd still take Reinhardt above Alex Talk okay. easily.
0: That's, uh, oh, looking a at
1: this, Robbie Fabry's turned the corner. I'm glad uh, he found his game in a Detroit. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's look take a look at the disaster that was the second round in the 2014 draft. Brendan Lemieux first. I liked Brendan Lemieux a lot. He's a he's a nice he was a nice prospect. But look at Ivan Barbashev. He would have been the better pick there, that's for sure. I really wanted the Sabres to Thatcher Demko. For some reason, he wasn't the first goal he picked in the draft. It was uh, Mason McDonald, who was – he's playing in the ECHL now, I believe.
0: Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, I don't don't even
1: think Calgary signed him. I don't know. Uh, Now we look at the other two second-round picks for the Sabres. Eric Cornell – and Vaslav Karabachuk. Now, granted, the second round in this draft, absolutely terrible. Couple good player good I'd say better options in the later part of the second round. Ryan Donato, Brandon Montour, and Christian Dvorak.
0: Yeah. And you know what's funny? Those are probably the only good names in this round.
1: Honestly. I think you're right, Be, without uh, counting Barbashev and Demko and Delkovich at the beginning part. But, yeah, this second round, pretty terrible. Right, best picks in this second round are Donato, Montour, and Dvorak, I think, for sure. Uh,
0: the third round, Warren Fogle went six picks after Jonas Johansson.
1: I still think there's hope for Jonas Johansson.
0: <laughs> Too yeah, good of you know, he's been NHL playing season. at least.
1: Like, he, he wasn't... Good in his six games up in Buffalo, but man, like I still have a little bit of hope. Uh, but Bryson you know Martin, Rice on Elias Sorokin, Braden Point,
0: ugh, Elvis Merzlikens is there too. I mean, mm. listen, you could have taken Warren Fogle with the sixty-first pick, and Merzlikins would have still been there with your next one.
1: Braden Point was there.
0: Yeah, oh that's true. That's true. Yep, yep, yep.
1: Tragic. Absolutely tragic. Mm-hmm. This draft, besides Olaf, no, Olafson was in twenty fifteen. Well, no, he was twenty fourteen. Never mind. But just the big yikes for this team.
0: Mm-hmm. A large yikes, as
1: huge yikes. Yeah, no fourth round pick. Max Wilman, the training camp all star. Yeah, they never signed him. Christopher Brown. Ugh. Tim Murray who hurt you (laughs) Uh, Victor Olofsson home run slam dunk in the seventh round. But yikes that this was a really big blunder. The reason they suck today is because of the blunders in 2013 and 20 from 2012 to 2014 is why this team is nowhere right now. Right. All right, 2015. Well, this will be the last one we go through because it's probably too early to tell for a lot of the other drafts. But, yeah, we'll get at 2015. So, Jim, we, I... we won't get to the 2016 draft, but I just want to say uh, Alex Nylander did not look good for Chicago. <laughs> Part of the game that I watched yesterday. Uh, you know, what so, do you think? Uh, Passing on Alex DeBrinckit to pick
0: Rasmus Asplund is crimes uh... Against Humanity. uh in terms of 2015, what do you think of the Jack Eichel guy? What's the jury uh, on this?
1: You know, pretty good pick, I'd say. Yeah, definitely. One <laughs> definitely of the better picks is uh has ever made. He'd go number two in a redraft, I'll tell you that. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was pretty accurate.
1: He'd spot. go number two in a redraft. Uh, I want to say this Boston had 13, 14, 15th pick and passed on Barzell Connor and Shabbat.
0: <laughs> have been the newest dynasty
1: they would never lose a game ever again if they would have picked Mm -hmm. those three guys. Mm -hmm. Now we mentioned it earlier, how they shouldn't have traded those first round picks. They could have had the 21st pick and the 25th pick. If they've had the 21st pick, Colin White, Ilya Samsonov, Brock Besser, Travis Konechny. And then those all would have been options there. 25th, not that great. Anthony Beauvillier would have been there. Also, Jack Roslevic, uh Aho went in the se- early second round, but they got options. Murray, I, I'm pretty sure it's common knowledge they would have picked Ilya Samsonov with that Robin Leonard first-round pick. Mm-hmm. I wanted Travis Konechny, who is turning to do almost a star player. Like The guy's a fantastic hockey player. Uh, Travis Konechny, ooh, he would have been nicer, I'll tell you that. Uh they didn't have the thirty first pick because they traded it in the O'Reilly trade, which that gets a thumbs up for me. Uh Brendan Gooley. Uh you you like taking a taking a risk on a guy like Brendan Gooley in the second round. I would I would have liked Vince Dunn more. I still like Vince Dunn more as a player today. Uh he would have been a nice pick.
0: Oliver Shillington went hmm. in that round.
1: Yeah, Sorelli in the third round for the Lightning is a slam dunk too.
0: Hmm. Right. Do we have a third round pick that year?
1: Uh, no, traded. Okay, traded. The Rangers were slotted there. Pick Robin Kovacs. Will okay. Borgan in the fourth round. That's that's an okay fourth round pick. Yeah, right? jury
0: saw on him. Can't so. really
1: complain about that, All right? Uh, fifth round, Devontae Stevens, who goes. The two picks after Connor Garland and Ethan Bear.
0: Ooh, that's really, that is some butt cheeks right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they were talking about Devontae Stevens, like he could be the steal of the draft. I remember this. Like, I I remember John Shannon saying, oh, it's Devontae Stevens' guy could be the steal of the draft. (laughs) Little did they know. Lately, remember that. Little do they know. Connor Garland is one of the steals of the draft, and you want to pick later.
0: Here Dominic Simone score.
1: went in this round. This fifth round was pretty good. Troy Terry, Adam Godet. Now one guy who got away, Giorgio Estefan. Where's he now? Uh I think he's in the Leafs organization in the East DHL, playing in okay. Finland, Newfoundland. Who went the pick two picks after Giorgio Estefan? Oh, John Marino. John Marino. My good friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I would I would like John Marino on this team. Now, I to be honest, I never watched John Marino in his draft year, but I wanted the Sabres to pick him for obvious reasons cuz we share a last name. But yeah, he would have been cool.
0: Apparently like he's been really good in these um in the Penguin series. I haven't watched him closely, I, but yeah, like people I've, are raving about it.
1: I've been watching the Penguin series pretty closely because I like to feel sad that it could have been the Sabres <laughs> and there had they beaten Montreal the day that the season got cancelled, and if they didn't choke on New Year's Eve. So yeah, I John Marino, good guy. Correct me if I'm I wrong, like but him. we were pretty good against the Penguins this year too, right? Yes. Yeah, so they I think they won twice, at least yeah. twice. Maybe mm-hmm. not, maybe three. Oh mm-hmm. uh, seventh round, Ivan Chukarov. He followed the Charging Buffalo for since oh. the beginning, really. Wow. <laughs> yeah, big loyal fan. Uh, Marcus Nutabara, seventh-round pick. Matt Roy, Sammy Niku, those are the only real standouts in the seventh round. But, yeah, I, if I can recall, uh, Greg Royce, who was the chief amateur scout at the time, he was saying if they didn't pick Ivan Chukarov, he would have gone to college free agency and all 30 teams would have wanted to sign him. Ivan Chukarov is not uh, signed to any NHL team as of now. So that's just <laughs> – that will just tell you. That's like the, the narrator <laughs>
0: thing, like the Arrested Development thing. Like, uh, he was not signed by any of the 30 teams. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, before we close out here, I want to talk about the Kraken. Ah. I love their jerseys. I love the name. Now, Golden Knights was a silly name, too, when it first came out, and now it's just natural. People were saying Kraken's a weird name. I love it. I love the name. I love their jerseys, and their Twitter account has been good, too. Like, not as savage as Vegas was at the start, but they do a good job running the Kraken Twitter.
0: Only thing, and I'm being picky here, is uh, they look a little bit like the Vegas uniform i agree i agree it's kind of like they
1: copy them a little bit
0: but yeah and that you know it's
1: a nice looking jersey i really like it I want, i'm gonna buy it if the sabers miss the playoffs next season i am an honorary kraken fan
0: i can't wait for them to uh inevitably introduce a um seattle metropolitans uh alternate
1: alternate Ooh mm-hmm. yeah i love the jersey i love it they even did the S to kind of pay a little homage to the Metropolitan Jersey too. I, I I
0: really like that uh, the the NHL has kind of been lacking on pirate imagery. And I think Krakens and Pirates go hand in hand. And then there's the anchor. The NHL I has, love
1: the anchor. The anchor yeah. logo is one of the best secondary logos in all of the NHL.
0: And the top of it is the, is the uh, it's the, the
1: space needle. The
0: space needle. And that's it's just beautiful.
1: Beautiful. I think I'm going to buy a Kraken t shirt right now.
0: Yeah. I think of them marketing. You could say, What's Kraken? or Let's Get It Kraken.
1: Or the crackheads. Like crackheads, like the crack
0: house, the arena.
1: Brother, I'm, buy- I'm, right, I'm buying Kraken gear right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Live on air. We are witnessing history. I'm going to buy a Kraken hat. And, uh, <sighs> oh, I want the anchor hat. That anchor hat is sick. I'm going to send you that link.
0: <laughs> oh. There's, oh wow! There's a hat with just a with just the anchor on it. With, with just the anchor, it's a 47 oh, hat. Oh man, let's go! Think of all the jokes that'll be made if they get Zach Bogosian.
1: <laughs> Bogosian sucks. I can't believe he's actually playing in the playoffs
0: with Hedman. Oh, that's beautiful! Look at that! Oh yeah, wonderful. I love I'm anchors. It. Anchors are just like great fodder. Oh, I,
1: I found it! I found a better one. It's white. Oh, really? Yes.
0: Wow. I, wonderful. I don't know. I don't know about Do yourself a
1: favor and buy... Everyone go buy yourself some Kraken merch. Oh, wow. It's wonderful. Are, they're not selling their jerseys yet, are they? I would love to just have a blank Kraken...
0: I don't think they are. They're sending them to, like, VIPs and stuff. Like, KJ Wright from the Seahawks got one yesterday. because he plays for the Seahawks, but
1: t-shirts yeah uh i think kraken are gonna be a good team i've been messing around with the cat friendly mock expansion draft they're gonna be okay uh, they're not they might not be as good as vegas but i think the seattle kraken are gonna be okay
0: i think uh remember how nhl.com used to have the super cool headlines the yes. super witty the punny yeah. headlines yeah, if the, if the first trade Seattle makes or the first signing, could sit say crack deal? <laughs> come on. <laughs> Dealing crack. Dealing crack. Crack dealers. I seriously
1: might be spending like $200 on oh, dear Seattle cracking merchandise today. <laughs> I bought a uh, Houston
0: Gamblers t-shirt the other day from the USFL.
1: Ooh.
0: Yeah, wait okay. for that coming.
1: Now, do I want a Fanatics shirt or do I want an Adidas shirt?
0: Don't get Fanatics, please. Their stuff fades.
1: It my, does. Ooh, my 2019 okay.
0: Bills uh, playoff shirt is fading. I'm going to stop wearing it.
1: They only have three Adidas shirts.
0: Fanatics White is gray. the biggest mistake that these leagues have ever made
1: yeah i agree
0: their products suck they charge their jerseys suck too yeah they charge 50 bucks for pictures that like that um one of our graphic designers can make for the mm-hmm. charging buffalo like jordan and jared can make better stuff than fanatics makes i agree 100%. and charge less money for it <laughs> Yes,
1: I am proclaiming it right now. I will be a Seattle Kraken fan if the Sabres miss the playoffs next year.
0: All right. Well, that why, why hoodie's got to be so expensive, by the way. These are all like 65 bucks. Oh. That, see, that's, that's your wager for this year. The other year it was drinking glue. Matt Tennyson is on the team. Now it's I will be a Seattle Kraken fan.
1: Ooh, I should get a Seattle Kraken mask.
0: Oh, Yeah.
1: Yeah, who's spending $30 on a mask? Come on, brother.
0: Just so boomers at Ted's can yell at you for wearing a mask?
1: <laughs> yes. Unfair. Ooh, I might get a... I need a new lanyard. We'll get a Kraken lanyard. Nice Kraken okay.
0: lanyard.
1: All right, we've been rambling We're about the crack. Crack your long neck. Long. <laughs> okay, I think... All right, if you got anything else to touch on, I think I'm good for this episode.
0: Oh... Uh, no, I'm... Fine. Can I um can I tell an interesting story that I learned in yes, go the ahead. Down Goes Brown history of the NHL book? Yeah, yeah. That everybody should buy and read. Um, you wanna know how John Bellivo became a Canadian? Oh. He didn't want to play professional hockey because he was playing in an amateur league and was I think he was making some sort of money and he was enjoying it and he didn't want, he just didn't want to go to the NHL because he was already living comfortably. The Canadians owned his professional rights though. And Frank Selke was their, their president or owner at the time, I think president, but he bought the league that John Beliveau was (laughs) playing in and made it professional. So therefore he owned Jean Beliveau because it was a professional league, so he had Come to play on. for the Canadians. <laughs> I respect and the hustle, though. I know, I know. So that's how, um, that's how he got him.
1: What the heck? No. Yeah. All right, I have just bought a Seattle Kraken hat. Oh, good. proud to, good. proud to announce that. I'm
0: not really a hat guy.
1: See, like sometimes you just wake up, you don't want to fix your hair, and you just put a hat on.
0: It's true. But, see, when I wake up, I don't want anything on my head. Too. So True. True. I'm really weird when I wake up. Oh, I just got free shipping. <laughs> oh, wow. Fanatics actually doing something for their customers?
1: Oh, yeah. You usually get to bucks. jump through,
0: like, barbed wire flaming hoops. <laughs>
1: All right. Uh, if you enjoyed, let us know. A little bit of a laid back episode today because there's not really much to talk about besides the playoffs. Uh, you can follow our sponsors, Justition at Justition Hockey on Twitter and go check out their website, uh, justitionhockey.com. Use code TCB at checkout to save 10% on your order. You can follow us on Twitter at The Charging Buff, also on Instagram, and you can follow us on Twitter as well, Joe NHL, and at L-V-K-E-T-C-B. Whenever there's something to talk about again, we'll be back. But, yeah, uh, these days not a ton of Sabres news. Uh, Maybe we'll be back in a couple weeks to talk about the playoffs again. But who knows? Uh, Yeah, not a ton to talk about these days. But we appreciate you guys for listening and sticking around through these difficult times.